everyone. Welcome back to the Journey to Self-Acceptance podcast. Happy Tuesday when you guys hear this episode. I am releasing a little bit early this week just because I am going on vacation for a few days and I wouldn't have been able to get to an episode. So I did want to put out something for you guys to listen to. And I am hoping this episode is going to be really, really detailed and thorough. This is one of the topics that I am most passionate about in my life. And I this will probably be my favorite episode by far. So I do hope that you settle in, get comfortable because this one might be a little longer than usual as well. So I just want to start off by saying, hi, let's have a little check-in. I hope you're doing well. I hope that you are in a safe place. I hope that you are continuing to work through your struggles and your situations. And just a recap of what we talked about last week, we discussed revenge and how we need to change our mentalities from seeking revenge and putting more hate into the world to learning to be the better and bigger person and learning to be compassionate and show empathy towards others who may not show it back to you. But I promise that everyone gets what they deserve and that the universe kind of has its way to make these things balanced in the end. So this week, we are going to be talking about mental health. And this topic is so near and dear to my heart. It is something that has constantly been a part of my life in one way or the other for the last uh, four years now, actually. And um, just a warning from the start, we are going to be talking about some sensitive topics like self-harm, different mental health disorders such as depression, anxiety, um, OCD, and we're just going to be being really honest with ourselves. And I'm going to be really honest with you guys because I've never really shared my full story. Like I've told my family and my friends about like little parts of things here and there, but I've never really shared everything and my feelings and a reflection. So this is like a way for me to reflect on the last four years of my life as well. So I am going to try not to be all over the place. I do have some bullet points with me so I can stay on track. But um, I just want to start off by saying that mental health and staying and keeping your mind happy in a way, or not exactly happy, but keeping your mind healthy is just as important as keeping your brain healthy, your heart healthy, your lungs healthy. It is so, so important that we take the time to acknowledge that mental health is valid. All your struggles, the disorders people are going through, they are valid and they are real. And it is not okay for us to just keep on ignoring them. And when it comes to talking about when we break our arm, right? This is a very common thing that I like to tell people. When we break our arm and we have a like a fracture or like a cast on it, right? Everyone comes in like, are you okay? Oh my God, how did you break your arm? All of this stuff. But the moment something in our, something is wrong with our mind or something is wrong with our brain and we're, we're going through something, it's like everyone turns their head away and they act like it's not there and they don't acknowledge it and they don't 
take the time to ask people who are struggling with any of these mental health disorders, how are you doing? Are you reaching out for help? Do you, what can I do to help you? None of that happens. And I've been noticing that more and more. It's like everyone kind of just turns their head away. And it's something that I just can't settle with. I cannot believe that we have come to the point where when someone is struggling with the most important and most complex organ in the body, that we turn our heads. And so I take it to be my own personal standard to never do that to someone. If someone is struggling, seriously struggling, like self-diagnosing and like saying, oh, I have depression or whatever is a completely different topic. And that is not okay. And it is not okay to, you know, use those disorders and those illnesses as something very casual. And um, that is completely different. But when someone is seriously struggling with anxiety or, you know, maybe this is not mental health, but overthinking or depression, or they are having whatever thoughts of losing hope, I take it to be my own personal standard to never ignore them. Because, you know, the this is something I kind of learned from 13 Reasons Why. But, you know, the first step to seeking help is talking about it. It's opening yourself up to those conversations, to those difficult but really needed conversations. And I think that a lot of us are scared to have those conversations, which is why I wanted to come on here, share my story, have a conversation the best way we possibly can, and really talk about how how it's okay to ask for help and how if you need help or if you're struggling, there are resources available for you. So with that being said, um, let's start talking about um, my own history with mental health so I can tell you guys a little bit about the last four years and where I was, where I am now, and I can reflect on it, and then we can go from there. So my history with mental health started when I, four years ago, I was um, going into, I want to say seventh grade and like... Uh, I was already going into seventh grade. I would say mid seventh grade is when it hit. And, you know, I would fall into these deadly cycles of sadness and constantly not wanting to do the things that I loved and just, you know, losing hope and thinking, why? Why am I doing any of this? Like, I just want to kind of sit in my room and not do anything and just you know, let time pass by and I lost hope. And I'm a very academically focused person. But at that point in my life, I was like, I don't know if I can, you know, I was like, not, I didn't have good grades. And I was just kind of, you know, going in circles and I couldn't break myself from that cycle. And at a point it it got to self-harm. It got to finding, needing a space to release my emotions and needing a space to feel something because it was as if I couldn't feel anything. And it it reached a point where, you know, I wanted to reach out for help in a way. Like, I didn't understand what was going on, right? Like, how can you expect a 12, 13-year-old to understand what, what she was going through? And, um, it was it was difficult and in the moment I felt like I would it was never ending and that I would never break out of that cycle but then in 8th grade I started I 
you know, it was a new year. I picked myself up again and I realized how much I'm worth and how much I'm capable of and how much there is to live for. And, you know, one of the things that really helped me was making a list of all the things that I am alive for or that I'm living for, you know. So, you know, from the top of my head, for my friends, for my family, for my career in the future, for just the little things in life like sunsets and candles and I love smoothies. I'm a smoothie lover. Smoothies. Like it was like the little things that kept me going. And I realized that it doesn't stay stormy forever. And that's one of my biggest, you know, that's one of the biggest things that I learned from that moment in my life is that it doesn't stay dark. It doesn't stay stormy forever, right? And the moment it makes us feel like, oh, this is never ending. This is something that we're going to kind of be stuck in. But it's not like that. I promise you that your sunshine and your rainbow is coming. It is It is at a set point in your life. And the journey you're taking to that sunshine was meant to happen for you to become you, for you to become a stronger version of you. And so in eighth grade, I kind of picked myself up again. And um, I started realizing my own worth and how much there was to live for. And, you know, time would pass by, and um, that's obviously a very brief version of the story. I don't want to dive into too many of the details. <laughs> but uh, time went by, and I, I entered high school, and um, quarantine hit a year ago, and it was looking pretty okay. Like, it was pretty stable. I didn't, I didn't fall back into those cycles. Um, and then quarantine went by. I got into 10th grade. I was fine. Like I was content with myself, my life. And then it was like mid 10th grade, maybe like January of this year that I felt the kind of rippling effects of that, whatever that that feeling I was feeling in 7th grade. Obviously, I'm not going to self-diagnose myself right now because I don't want to say I have something that I maybe don't have. Um, But then January of 2021 came and I felt the rippling effects. I felt the constant overthinking of things, the anxiety that I'd feel in in the smallest situations to the biggest situations. I felt the self-deprecation again. I felt like, you know, things were just not going my way, especially in March and April and May. Like, why wasn't things happening in my favor? Why didn't people who I loved love me back? You know, why was why was everything kind of happening to me? And I still get sensitive about it. So if you hear that, it's in my voice. Um, and I kind of just felt the world come down at me. And those months were especially difficult because of school and um, being in high school, which and school made it worse, obviously, because I had to balance um a rigorous academic course load with all these uncertain feelings that I were that I was feeling and that brings me to talking about how my environment and age restrained me from really having a conversation about what I was feeling so the environment that I live in is extremely like I said turns your head away when there's something um kind of wrong and um so a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that 
yes, mental health disorders exist. And yes, they need to be talked about and they need to be dealt with because if we don't deal with it, people are going to continue to suffer and suffering is, you know, it's not okay for perfectly healthy person to be suffering when there could be being helped. And so my environment was very um, conservative and um, like school and friends and family and all these different things. They, it didn't appear as a comfortable outlet for me to reach out to, um, especially with all these like overthinking and all this, like the typical answer that I would have guessed it gotten is that, oh, we all overthink or like, oh, we all get anxiety. You know, it happens to the best of us. And yeah, it does. But how do I know exactly what I was feeling? And so the environment definitely made it hard to reach out. And then going back to seventh grade, the age restraints, right? Like a common, common thing that I've heard is, you know, you were 12 years old. How, how could you have been dealing with this many things? Like, like, don't, don't be dramatic. Kind of like, you're not sad type of comments. And I'm like, at the moment, it was like, maybe they're right. Maybe I don't have the age to be feeling all these things, or maybe I'm not, you know, the whole age restriction, it still bewilders me to this day how to explain it. But all those like, you know, you're not old enough. What could you be possibly dealing with? And I was, and over the years, I've learned that age is a number. Anyone at any point of their lives could be struggling with a plethora of things. And when we put that age value on it, it really, really invalidates what someone's feeling and it invalidates their problems. And that is not okay. A 13-year-old f- could have gone through more than a 38-year-old. And for all that matters, the 13-year-old could have been told, oh, you're 13. How could you possibly be, you know, suffering with depression or something like that? And that is not okay. I would just like to put that out there, that age does not mean that you get to invalidate someone else's struggles. And um, so that definitely was a barrier back then for me, but I picked myself up and I'm going to be talking about how um, how I picked myself up a little bit towards the end. But um, when I entered high school, I saw how many other people were struggling. And um, as we all know, the famous application TikTok, I still to this day, I see so many people making videos about, you know, struggling with crippling depression or struggling with some sort of mental health disorder. And we make videos about it and we leave comments saying, I hope you feel better. I hope you know you're worth it. But at the end of the day, we need to be reaching out for help and for the resources that are available to us so we can, we can minimize our suffering, right? And this whole stigma behind mental health and how there are so many barriers that need to be broken is quite saddening to look on. Like, we should not be hiding what we're going through. It is a valid illness that genuinely needs to be spoken about. And that's why I am a strong supporter of organizations like NAMI and um, the National Suicide Hotline and all these different places that allow for conversations to be started because I know how, how much I would have loved to have a conversation back then when I was struggling. And so um, if you 
are in the same boat as me and would like to support different organizations to help keep going, keep building conversations, I definitely suggest you guys can, you know, reach out and search up different organizations and email them and see how you can be of assistance to them. And that just shows your support for the cause, right? Like, I could talk about mental health stigma for hours, but really nothing can be done without taking action. And um, that brings me to talking about how important it is to seek help. When we need help with our math homework, we, we don't hesitate to ask for help from our teacher, from our friends. So when we are struggling with our emotions and our mind and our thoughts, it is okay to go and ask for help. And it brings me to tears to think that some people are suffering so much, but they just can't have a conversation about it or they can't go and seek help for it. And so I urge any of you guys who are struggling with your problems and struggling with um, mental health disorders to really go and seek help because that's why it's available for us to feel like we belong and um ignoring it does hurt more ignoring your thoughts and what you're dealing with and you know taking the side route around it only perpetuates it to make it worse and it will just kind of hurt you more in the long run if you don't um confront it right now and so that transitions me to my last point on how I picked myself back up. And um, if I feel like it, I will do like a part two episode. Like I'll continue this mental health conversation to next time, but we'll see if we need that. So talking about how I picked myself back up. So along the way, I did have friends and family who supported me. I definitely, my friends were always like, if you ever want to talk, I'm here for you, blah, blah, blah. But I also feel like when we're struggling, we don't want to, quote unquote, burden others with our problems or we don't want to burden them with everything that we're feeling because everyone's kind of struggling with their own thing. So I had that. But the main way I was able to recover in a way was through taking care of myself. And I think that by, you know, focusing on my physical well-being, by exercising, by getting blood pumping through my body, by journaling, by painting, by focusing on my goals and focusing on who and where I want to be in a few years and realizing that this this dark space that I'm in or the dark space that I was in was not permanent was very very beneficial for the things that I was struggling with and um it was it was quite a hard journey picking myself up and you know obviously there are always those little moments in our days where it all comes flooding back and we all have those times. And when they come, I I just want you guys to know that it is okay to feel um, and it is okay to reflect and look back on where you were and it's okay if you made progress or if you didn't. We're all kind of on our own paths. And um, I just wanted to close this episode off by saying 
thank you to everyone that was there for me when I was struggling. Um, you guys, I'm literally in tears. <laughs> I've been like teary eyed for like 20 minutes of this. Oh, it's been 20 minutes. So like this entire episode, but uh, thank you to everyone who was there for me throughout my, my struggles and who showed me patience and who showed me that there are so many things worth living for and that I am worth living for. <laughs> I'm literally crying. <laughs> um, and I just want you guys to know that I'm always here for you. I am going to be linking an email address into this podcast. So if you ever need anything, you could always reach out. Um, I do urge you to talk to people who are struggling, sh- express your support for them, guide them towards resources because the battle is real and it is valid. And I hope you guys know that your feelings are valid. And I hope this conversation was hopefully not as emotional for you as it was for me. I was totally here sobbing on the other side of the screen, but I hope you guys felt like you could relate and you can connect to someone. And if I want to keep on talking, if I figure out that there is more I forgot to say, I will do a part two. But for now, that's all I have for you guys. Thank you for listening to my emotional roller coaster of a episode, but I do hope that you had some cool takeaways from today. See you next time.